Welcome to the Conscious Caravan podcast. I'm Jonathan. And my name is Torbjörn. And this is the podcast for all you people out there wanting to live more conscious lives. Today's topic we're going to talk about is intuition as your superpower. Right. That's good. <laughs> I like that. You're vibing better on that one. Yeah. I'm okay. feeling it. What do you what do you feel? I'm really excited to see you take the lead on this and take us through this tour de force on intuition and you know what it's like to be learning to use your intuition and trusting your intuition more because that's what I know you've been doing. Hundred percent, and um, this is this is quite a <laughs> this is quite new for me because I would say to you, you are like you are so much further ahead with uh, your level of um, intuition maybe not level of intuition but like uh it seems it's like you see it clearer than me and that's and that's cool and that's and that's that's uh that's actually quite inspiring actually yeah i mean since we met and talked the first time what i said to you was that you you have the same thing but you just need to trust it and so I'm seeing you trust it more and more and you're starting to believe more in yourself and to speak more clearly from that place. And you're starting to really cut through the noise with some of the stuff you're saying. And it's very, it's very enjoyable to see. It's, it's always, it's such a lovely thing to see when people start to tune in and to start listening to themselves and trusting it. It's one of the most beautiful things in the world, in my opinion. Me too. <laughs> because it comes from a place of uh, spontaneity. It comes from a place of just pure pureness and, and aliveness. And the thing is, it, it's always there. That's, yeah. that's the craziest thing about intuition. It's always there, and yet we use it so uh, so little. And and it, it it like at least I can say through throughout my life, like there's been many many experiences where intuition has just kind of um, been so present, and yet I've ignored it. Yeah. And yet I've I've turned my turned my back to it because of my ego or because because of my thoughts or because there's a part of me that's has been for many years much louder than the intuition. Yeah. And so the intuition is always there, always in the background. Sometimes it actually has I, has I been experiencing, it's been coming more to the foreground. Mm, yeah. Because I'm more able to um, distinguish or see it or, yeah. And I can only do that actually because I'm able to notice the other part, notice the, like, just the, like the thoughts that are coming and going or the feelings that are coming and going. That's so interesting. Yeah. What do you, what do you find interesting about that too? I think it's so interesting that you're pointing out that the way to find your intuition is to recognize what is not your intuition to, to see what is true. You've got to keep an eye on the false. And when you start to be more conscious of what the unconscious emotions are doing and what the unconscious thoughts are doing, then you start to recognize the noise. And then underneath the noise, there is that spring of, wisdom and spontaneous understanding and when you can distinguish those two from each other then you're actually able to go underneath 
your own illusions and then tune into the truth, even if they're still present. Because as we, when we started this episode, you said you wanted to talk about intuition because we talked about that earlier and I was game for that. And then I said, my intuition is telling me that you should be the lead on this, Jonathan. And you said, well, Torben, you're more experienced with all this and whatever. And I think it's, it would be scary for me to take the lead on it. And then I asked you, well, what, what did I ask you? Underneath the fear, what is your intuition saying? Yeah, I asked you. If saying not to. If, if, uh, if you look away from the fear and you tune in <clears throat> to your inner wisdom, does it feel right to, to take the lead on this thing, even though you're still working on it? Or doesn't it feel right? And you said, well, it feels right. And I was like, well, you know, the universe is with us. What more do you want? And so we did it. And so far, it's going fantastically, in my opinion. Can I ask you, Tobin, uh, and maybe I can actually answer this question myself, but just for the every, I, everyday person is like, why, why, why is your intuition so important? Why, why is it so important to, to come from that place? Do you want to answer that or should I? It's, it's up, you, you can answer it. I, I think I want to hear your answer. <laughs> then I'll give, I'll give mine afterwards. I want to okay. hear your answer. Well, what's coming to me is that like the reason why it's so important to listen to our intuition it's because that's 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 who we <laughs> that's that's everything that's who we are but that's also the it's just like the most pure version of us that's the most pure part of us it's just like it's that pure expression as well and um when we make choices from that part of ourselves we know that they are most certainly actually always right because they are our truth. They are who we are. And so when we can trust in that part of ourself, our intuition, we know deep down that, that that's, that's going to be the right thing for us in, in that moment. And for that person, for ourselves, but also for everything else that's going on, because that's, that's what's there. That's that's the, yeah. Well, that would be my answer. <laughs> that would be my answer as well. Come on, that's awesome. you can give another answer. No, that is, that that is literally what my answer would be. I would stress that. Why is it so important to listen to our intuition? Because our intuition responds to our environment, to other people, and to our own bodies and minds, rather than to our delusions. So an intuition is a response that comes out of all the information that is inside you and outside of you. So it is a response to what is. That means intuition is, is based on reality. We could even call it facts. Perhaps we should call it information. All the unconscious information that you're filtering in your brain right now, trillions of data being processed in all your senses. Your intuition comes from your unconscious mind as a spontaneous action based on trillions of data points, information. Whereas if you're not working from your intuition, you're working from your mind and your emotions. And so what are you doing then? Then you're reacting to yourself. Then you're not reacting to the situation. You're not reacting to the other person. And when we talk about therapy, it's very important as therapists that we are responding to the person in front of us because the person in front of us has certain needs and what we do are all our actions must come out of a response to this person's need and that's why so many therapists and especially psychologists fail as i have like, almost all my clients have been to a psychologist before they come to me uh, so i have a lot of experience with with psychologists and what psychologists almost always do is they have an idea they've learned something trained something they have a hypothesis they have um, they have guidelines, they have some kind of inclination 
as to what they should be doing with their clients. So they're not responding to the client through their intuition. They're responding to their own ideas in their own closed emotional and intellectual self. So they're not actually helping the client. They're not prioritizing the client. They're prioritizing their own ideas. Because they do that, then they can't help the client because they're not actually meeting the client and they're not actually using the world in front of them and the person in front of them to create a response out of. So my, and that's so interesting with intuition, isn't it? That although I answered it in a slightly different way, I said exactly what you just said. My in my response to, you know, why is intuition so important? It was because intuition is the way to respond to reality and not to the, the delusion in your own closed system. And you said exactly the same thing. In other words, the exact same knowledge came to you. And we have never discussed this. And I have never used the words you used, but through your own experiment and your own experience with intuition, you've come to the exact same understanding that I have. And I think that's just, it goes to show that in all likelihood, what is behind intuition is probably much more universal than it is individual. That's interesting. Now that was a rant, by the way, that was getting carried away. Right there. <laughs> many ways we can go with that but um when you say it's universal can you explain that more in a way of like does that does that mean that um it's available to us all that information that you're talking like that how is that yeah how is it universal i can't prove it but i don't think our minds are limited to us is what I'm saying. I don't think, uh, I think there is one universal mind that plugs into everyone, everything. And I think the intuition speaks from that place. Because even though our brains are very, very advanced, um, the intuition will even sometimes allow you to know what another person is thinking. And I'm sure everyone has had this experience. So, uh, Let's not make it, uh, let's not... Um... I'll, I'll put an example on the table. And this is a common example, right? Yeah. An everyday one. Right. You go to pick up the phone to call a friend. Right. And they're calling you at the same time or they're texting you at the same time. Right. Synchronicity. You yeah. think of someone, sometimes it's been years and then you yeah. meet them or they contact you. Yeah. And you could say... Same well, time, that's... same day. Like... Right. And you could say, well, that's just an accident, whatever. Yeah, but the further you go on the conscious path, the more it happens and it happens it can happen a lot and you sometimes you find you're talking to someone you're so in tune that you have the same thought at the same time and you know it and you can sort of or someone is like uh, i don't know the word and you're like i know the word and you say it and they're like oh yeah that's the word hmm. and that's not something you you can't read a specific word through i know that body language can do a lot but you can't read a specific word in someone's mind through body language that's just not how that works even though we can read a lot so i would suggest that Intuition comes from the the one mind, which is everything. The mind that we can never we can never see it, but it is available to us. And that's why whatever comes through the intuition is always in harmony with the whole universe because it is the whole universe. That's the secret. It is plugged in. And now this is of course not verifiable until you have a spiritual experience or whatever. And can I can I say Okay, so it's 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 a it's available to it, it's there all the time. It's our our intuition is 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 a, is a part of us all, and we've and we've listened to that at times, and we've ignored it at times. How can we? How can me, but also the people listening in? How can we become more available to the intuition? How can we be more able to tune in? Yeah, good question. You're waiting for me. I'm to ready for the answer, Jonathan. Yeah, I think I everyone's waiting for it. <laughs> 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 I 
you know what I love? I love that this is uh, takes a lot for you to uh, take the take the the backseat a little bit and uh, just be like, okay, you're going to lead this. <laughs> you know what? We just start. We start. We start listening to it. We start trusting I, it. Let me, I, I want to interject. So to the um, audience. Every time I've asked Jonathan a question, he does the same thing. He goes quiet. He looks down for a little bit. He's not thinking, but he's waiting for a response. And when the response comes, he looks up and then he talks. And he's not talking from thinking, but from the intuition. So first pointer is be still and know. That's one thing I can tell you that Jonathan is doing. Can I say with that is that that is very uncommon in most conversations with most people oh yeah so uncommon so that i would say that you are the pretty much the only person no there's one other person actually uh that i know that consciously does that but very 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 few people actually just stop in conversation and gather like listening to the intuition and then respond from that yeah yeah but very uh beautifully how you kind of uh but i only know that not not that i only know that but i do that because because you actually showed me that to a so oh oh i i well you picked it up then because i'd never told you about it <laughs> it's pretty amazing most things we ever learn is from observation so yeah yeah <clears throat> what was what were we talking about again? It was. We were talking about you were gonna explain all the good people out there how we can actually get in touch with this intuition more, and uh, perhaps you could talk a little bit about how it feels when you stop for a moment and look for an answer. And I'm happy I don't have to answer this one, by the way, because <laughs> I do not know what I would answer with that, but I know that you do, and that's why you're. You're the captain on this ship. What it what it feels like is like how well, it, what it feels like is is there's a there's a there's a moment of stillness or quietness. All right. And then there's usually some kind of um some sensation that comes usually from the chest area or the stomach. <laughs> right. That's amazing. Yeah. That kind of uh and then yeah usually there's just like some some kind of something that comes from there and then and that's and that's you and that's well i guess in the words that i'm expressing right now yeah and that's a clear difference actually from what comes as like just a, a, a thought like because we all have so many different thoughts right and then there's some something else that's coming to us and that and that what that is what i sense or feel is the intuition or that's the the quality is different from yeah. thought and intuition yeah very different the information that's a way of also distinguishing um and to do that is also requires you just to kind of be able to relax your stomach or relax your body because if you're tense it's very it's a lot harder to to um allow yourself to to be in that yeah <clears throat> i've actually had a lot of people ask me about this intuition stuff and i'm never good at explaining it i think you and i will probably make a video at some point where we we make like a, a hands hands-on guide because you're really good at expressing this stuff you're the perfect person to express this stuff maybe this is all just coming from my intuition <laughs> yeah that's but that's where it should be coming yeah um, uh yeah, so so what I was saying is like how do how do we how do we um use it or work with it or just like kind of do it more? It's just yeah, by by firstly like yeah, relaxing the body, sometimes taking a pause. Most most of the time taking a pause actually. 
to be still enough to hear what's going on and then just trusting that and and just allowing that to come come through us um that's that's a big thing because most of the time it's quite unusual stuff that comes to us <laughs> maybe yeah. stuff that we don't often say or don't often express or don't often share and yet it's like that's there and so just allowing um and trusting in in that and it can be quite outlandish at the beginning right because you might look at some person you know and suddenly you just get an insight like suddenly just know this person has problems at home and of course your first response is your ego is going to say you don't know that how on earth would you know this this is guesswork you're stupid blah blah whatever but the intuition comes from the unconscious mind so it doesn't show you all the calculations that led to the answer you just get the answer the calculations were made somewhere else there's a door in your mind you can't enter that door the day you become enlightened you enter that door but until that day you only you get mail through that door but you cannot enter it you cannot see it so through that door suddenly something will pop in and they'll say this person is sad they have problems at home you have no way of knowing whether it's true or not and your first instinct is to throw it out because it's crazy and by the way other people would think you were crazy if you told them this but if you cultivate a trust in this you'll find that it's true almost every time and i'm sure it's actually true every single time but sometimes other people will deny it when you when you tell them because it may be too intimate it may be uncomfortable for them some people are just not ready to hear some people are not ready and that's why people like me can be very terrifying for a lot of people because uh, i see right through them and then i talk about that uh, and that's very scary for some people but those are the things that we need to talk about those are the things that matter those are the things that are inside us can i just be uh honest here and say like since um consciously like doing this inter intuition stuff i don't know what to really call it Yeah, but, but um, yeah, almost, almost every time I'm doing this stuff, like in in the sessions that I do with with clients, before the actual session starts, there will be something that kind of comes to me about about what's important for that. Well, like well, it will just come to me basically from yeah. and, and I and I. The more I like, I trust in the intuition. The more I see that it's it's that that's giving me like something's coming to me basically. And sometimes it's an image. Sometimes it's just a, a one word or a sound or whatever it is. Yeah. And then in that session, the person will be talking about something, and then we'll go into something um, about that about that problem or about that topic. And this exact thing will appear. Yeah. And when it does, I'm just like this, okay, we're, we're onto something here because this is like, this is an important part of, but somehow we get to that. And it's, and it's, for me, it's, it's like at the, at the beginning, it was just like, whoa, like this is magic, this stuff. <laughs> it is magical. <laughs> I was honestly like, this cannot be true. How is, <laughs> how is, how is this, how is this possible? Um, And the more I just get out of my mind about it or more like out of my ego and just trust, trust in it, the more cool stuff happens and not only cool stuff, but the more I'm able just to see and open up and just kind of get, get to the, to the source of what, what is affecting that other person. And also just sense what's also myself and what's the other person. So like kind of, yeah knowing how to also just take my own shit out of the room <laughs> so, <laughs> and be with what what their shit or their their problems and stuff and get to the get to the point of that so yeah yeah the difficulty of being a therapist once you 
start to understand your intuition. Helping other people is not the problem. That's the easy part. The difficulty is to not get carried away with your own shit. Because your ego wants to play and your ego wants, maybe your ego, your ego wants your client to get somewhere or it wants to use a new technique you learned or it wants this, that, or the other. But the ego, where does the ego gets it, get, get its information? It gets it from itself. It is not in contact with reality. So whatever it does, it's going to create a lot of problems. So as a therapist, I find the hardest thing is taking myself out of the equation. And by no means am I talking about being like distance or anything like that. I don't, mean that, I don't mean that I'm trying to be cold or distance. That's not the feeling at all. But my little self, which wants to create problems, I have to take that one out of the equation. And I have to listen to what is the truth of this moment? What is, what is required in this moment? What is you, actually needed? How do you identify the little self or the ego self? Or? Well, how I identify it personally is that intuition comes as a little gift erupting from inside a golden spark that presents itself to me with some kind of knowledge, some kind of a little petal, a golden flower petal that I can share to the world. But the little self, when it has something to say, it wants it to happen now. It wants it, it really, it really, really wants it to happen. It wants to do this. It has to happen. It needs to happen. It's now. It must happen. And of course, nothing intelligent ever comes with a compulsive pressure energy. Like whenever you feel this in yourself, I suggest you take a deep breath and pause because that's the one thing that self never wants you to do is it never wants you to stop. But everything you can do can wait for a moment. So if something cannot wait for a moment, if your mind is on a one track track, then that's the little self creating trouble. That's the stress. Right? What did you say? That's, that's, that's where a lot of stress comes from. Of course. Yeah, of course. But the intuition is the opposite to that. You could say. Yeah. So the intuition has, it doesn't come with any pressure. It's a little gift to the world. It, it, it surges up from inside, but the self is, is compelled and it wants to compel you. It has an urge and, a, and it feels like a, a pressure. And there might even be a slight feeling of death if you don't do it because the ego is losing a part of itself. And that's, of course, why so many psychologists and well-educated therapists fail. Because if you tell someone after they've spent six years on education, if you tell them that the true way to to perform therapy is to sit into a person, forget everything you know, and just meet this person where they are. Do you think anyone who's done six years of hard work on all kinds of theory is willing to drop everything they learned and just go in there and be naked? It's very difficult. And if you do do that, that's a great death of the ego because the ego is so proud of everything it learned, all the theories. It's so clever. It's so cunning. Unfortunately, though, <laughs> It's not intelligent at all. Unfortunately, it's just intellectual stupidity. And the real understanding is right here before us. And it's simply coming into being in this moment. And it's from that place, that intuition, that like that like real real therapy can happen. That yeah. the, when you when and I can just talk from my experience. Every time that I've gone into a session where I've tried to force a <laughs> exercise or yep. thing or like whatever that is, it's almost always been met with uh resistance resistance yeah. <laughs> yeah and it just and it just doesn't like i don't know but when i when i just tune into that person tune into what what is like what is needed at that point in time yeah what are they what are they needing what are they sharing that they're not seeing maybe or they're not that i can see potentially how do i and 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 then things come to me 
that might not make any sense at all. Yeah. And at the same time, it's like, it's that very thing that usually people come after the session just like, whoa, like that's, that was, that gave a new perspective or that was, that was exactly what I needed or I don't know, whatever they, whatever they come away with. Um, but that's usually coming from a place of spontaneity or a place of intuition or a place of um, that that's needed at that point in time. And it's not to say that every exercise or everything is like just avoided. I don't do, I personally still, I do do exercises. And I do a lot of different stuff, but it's, it's more about like listening to when it's needed, the timing of it. Yeah. What that yeah. person is asking for that, that specific moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean throwing your tools away. It means knowing when to use when. what tool. Yeah. Because to a, to a hammer, to the one that wields the hammer, the whole world is a nail that needs to be hammered. Right. And a lot of people suffer from that mindset and they treat everything in the same way. And so they create a lot of trouble for everyone. So when you fall in love with a tool, that's when you become become unable to actually fix things. You know, if you're hearing this from the first time, what what would be what would be like an important way of of like starting out with this stuff, or like kind of just how how would you enter into that? That's a great question, Jonathan. Oh, <laughs> I can't wait to hear the answer. <laughs> well, if you were actually listening in right then, and you also tapped into your tuned into your intuition then then that that is starting actually giving space for it giving giving your like allowing yourself to to uh to be silent enough to listen to what is coming to you and personally like um that it has that stillness has come a lot from meditation yeah a lot from noticing like meditation through i'm not talking about just breathing or whatever i'm talking about meditation in a way of being able to sit in a way of to notice thoughts and emotions from the other part of us the other the intuition part of us like the different you you talked about having different different brains can you talk about that turban no, I don't think I will, but I will say something else. Okay. To to tune into the intuition requires to putting the little self aside. And so I'll, I'll, I'll give a, a practice right now that I'm practicing right now, and I think Jonathan is probably also practicing. When when me and Jonathan are having a conversation, I Jonathan is an intelligent person, which means myself gets very excited because then we can talk about intelligent things and so what myself does is when jonathan is talking myself sometimes start talking about what it wants to reply before jonathan is done talking and then of course i stop listening because i'm just listening to my own thought so if you want to stay in your intuition you have to let go of that so when jonathan is talking and myself is crafting this amazing answer I let that arise and I let it pass. I don't hold on to it because if I did, then from when my desired answer arose to the point where Jonathan stopped talking, I wouldn't actually be listening. I wouldn't be listening to hear. I would be listening to speak. I think everyone is familiar with that concept to some degree. So, and there's another ego death there. Can you give up your desire to respond so that you can simply listen? And if you simply listen, then by the time the person is done talking, you've heard the whole thing. And now your intuition has a reply if it's necessary or silence if it isn't. But if you were 
in love with your own answers, your own idea, then you didn't hear what they were saying. And wherever they have gone, you are now out of tune with reality because you are still stuck in your own thoughts. And you went away from reality for two, three, five seconds or five minutes or 10 minutes. And now you are running on old information and the world has moved on without you. So to dwell in the intuition, which is really the original mind of the patriarchs and the Buddhas, you only need to allow your little self to pass when it arises and not encourage it, not attach to it. If it talks, let it talk and then just let go of it. You die that death and just stay with what comes right here, right now. Listening to these words is something that is simply receiving these words. If you don't start thinking, I don't mean suppress thinking, but if thinking comes and you just let it come and go, then you stay in this aware, intelligent space. And then when the answers are necessary, they'll come to you. That's one way in which you can choose intuition over self. And this is actually one method of meditation to become more conscious, to eventually attain spiritual enlightenment. Because spiritual enlightenment is nothing more than to dwell in your intuitive space until thoughts are so far away that all the magic starts happening. And then the door in your mind opens, the closed door opens for the first time. And then you see what was behind the door, who was handing you these messages. Just requires you to abide in it and rest there. So the path to more intuition, the path to spiritual enlightenment, to more consciousness, it's all the same thing. And then you don't have to worry about having three brains because then you're part of the one mind. <laughs> How do you like that? How do you like them apples? For me, that was like a revelation or something. Was, uh... he, asked, he asked for copper, but we gave him gold. And now listeners, Jonathan looks very bewildered. But if you, were, if you were also listening from that part of yourself without just like without just, just purely listening from, your, from yourself, then you would have also got what I got, which was... Far out, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also uh, highly, highly valuable this what Tobin just said now so much so that like uh, I, don't, I don't think I can even put that into words it's it's a uh, <laughs> there is a passage in the in the Tao the the Taoist book of text from Lao Tzu, the the first Taoist, and I'll, I'll butcher a quote because I always do because I can't remember it correctly. But he says something like, "When the wise man hears about the Tao, he starts to apply it right away. When the cunning man hears about the Tao, he trusts it sometimes and sometimes doesn't." When the fool hears about the Tao, he laughs. If he didn't, it wouldn't be the Tao de Jing. And the reason I'm saying this is, Jonathan, you have taken to this intuition thing like a... A doctor water. Like a desert in the rain. <laughs> desert in the rain. And it's amazing and a little terrifying to see how fast you are growing with this stuff. And I wonder just how far you will go how long it will take before you supersede me. You're truly a spiritually sharp person, much more than I was. It took me much longer. And it's really interesting to see you just run with this stuff. It's, um, and I've waited many years to meet someone like you because it's one thing to know something. It's one thing to start to know yourself. 
there are the two greatest gifts in the world is said to be the first one is to know yourself. And the second one is to help someone else to know themselves. And of those two gifts, the, the second one is the greater. So I just want to say that I'm really impressed and a little terrified with, with how you're taking these things. Um, well, I'm, I want to say I'm, I'm just, I'm extremely grateful for like uh, you being at a place in your, in your journey where you are, where you know yourself that well and you've, you're, you're, yeah, you are where you're at to be able to, to, uh, to give this stuff to others, to also, to me, but also people listening in. And it's also a thing to say, like, if, if I can do this stuff, like, of course, <laughs> you, you listening. In, if this guy can do it. If, if this Australian, it. you know, dude can, can uh, get a grasp of some of this stuff, so can you. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah, and uh, you, you know the, the thing the the the, the interesting thing with this stuff is like I feel like we all from time to time like use the word intuition mm. a, a, gut, a gut feeling or like um, I got this like this came to me or whatever yeah it's it's just like and, and 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 from time to time that 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 shows itself and at the same time yeah. it's like how often does things come to us but we ignore we ignore them yeah and so what this stuff like what this conversation hopefully gives space for and also yeah what this conversation gives space can give so much space actually is 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 to to start to uh To, to open up to 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 your intuition, to trust in yeah, it. It's, it's hidden in plain sight, isn't it? That's yeah. what's so interesting. And and it's and you keep saying like the little self. I'll mm. I'll just put another another word around that. Like you call it the little self. I think a lot of people will just call it like that's who we are. That's our mind, or that's that's our right. that's our self. And so. Um, we 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 react to our thoughts or we react to our emotion right. by the things that we do and what this is what we're talking about here is actually just going a little bit behind that right. to be able to notice hey they're actually thoughts they're actually feelings and we don't need to resist them all the time we can just allow them to come and go as the clouds come and go and what's behind this stuff is or, or always there like in the background is is our intuition kind of like yep. the the sky like it's it's uh <laughs> it's like the if it's it's a super cloudy day that can also reflect our our thoughts oh yeah and but at the same time when you go high enough the sky is always blue right so Wonderful metaphor, Jonathan. Thank you. <laughs> you know, for, for me, but also just people listening in, like, what, what, what do you get from listening to your intuition? What do you get from following this path, from this being more conscious, from for, 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 for putting in the work, doing the work on yourself, knowing yourself? What do you what do you get from that? What do you want? <laughs> what do you need? Every person secretly wishes that they'd one day get a letter from Hogwarts and finding out they were a wizard and that the whole world was magical. Or in other words, everyone, everyone reads, watches, 
sees or daydreams about a, a life or a world that's magical, where there is where things are things have synchronicity, where there is a connection between what we feel, think, and dream, what we want, and what the world does and what happens, where there is some kind of destiny, where things make sense and are connected. Everyone wants magic and they want connectedness. And if you listen to your intuition, you start to get magic and you start to get connectedness. You start to see that you're connected with everything and everyone. And you start to experience magic. What is magic? Magic is when something happens that is extraordinary and you don't exactly know how. Magic is an extraordinary event or coincidence that you don't understand the mechanics behind. And that's what the intuition is. The intuition is the whole universe connected into one mind. And so when you start acting from it, life becomes very synchronistic. Things happen at the same time. They happen for a reason. They make sense. They make more sense. So the spiritual path speaks to a deep desire in all of us for a life that is magical and connected. So all you get is everything you've ever wanted. And it's free. I love that. You just have to... You just have to let your ego die. <laughs> and uh, just a disclaimer, that's extremely painful. <laughs> well, it's painful for the ego anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. No, but but everyone feels like something is missing. And when you start to live from the intuition, for many different reasons, that starts to give you back what you feel like you're missing. And that's the thing, you can't get in drugs, you can't get in love, you can't get in prestige or fame, you can't get it in money, money in high stakes, high adrenaline situations. The world is only able to give you a little fix of what you actually desire, which is some kind of essential juice of life, the real nectar. And the way you start to be able to drink from that is to live more from your intuition. Because what is it that's so characteristic about the intuition? is It is that it doesn't require you to think. It doesn't require you to figure anything out. When you abide in your original mind and you trust your intuition to take care of things, what do you need to think about? And when you think less, then most problems, most psychological problems disappear because they're all a result of thinking. So that if a person feels like they're missing something, the answer is not for them to get what they're missing. Because then they're just still operating within the logic of missing and receiving. When you stop thinking more and more, you don't even conceive of missing anything. You don't conceive of being complete either. Because the whole the whole paradigm falls down. Because you're just you just become a a witless fool who is incapable of being unhappy because you don't even know what unhappiness is. But at the same time, you now have the intelligence of the intuition available to you. So you're actually more intelligent than before. It reminds me of, you know, famously, I think Einstein said that all his ideas came to him when he was in his bubble bath, you know, in his, when he was in the bath, that's when his great discoveries came. Then he ran out of the bath and he started drawing them up on a blackboard. And Nikola Tesla said that all his all his ideas arrived, complete schematics, blueprints, diagrams, everything just arrived in his head complete, and then he just wrote it down. So a lot of these great inventors didn't get there by thinking. Of course, they did a lot of thinking and they sharpened their intellect and all that allowed them to receive these very complicated ideas but those things they did because they were interested in it. They were just made the way that they really enjoyed doing that. It, they weren't fighting hard for it. But these people, these geniuses of our time, 
I didn't get there by thinking. So even though you become a fool when you stop thinking, it's the foolishness of a genius that you get in return. And that is why I'm never thinking. But most people would probably call me intelligent, although I'm not, because I have no intellect. My head is empty. All the time. Something, the answer is there. Tobin, how how can your mind be empty, or how can you not have thinking part of you all the time? How is that? That is a question for another episode. <laughs> there are a lot of ways. There Stay are there, there are ten thousand ways into thinking less. Right? There is famously there are in the old text there are two paths. There's the path of awareness and the path of of love. Everyone who goes on the spiritual path can find a way that's suited for them. It's not a one-size-fits-all. Everyone has inclinations towards something. And you can find a a spiritual practice, a a sadhana, that goes well with with your own natural inclination. Because easy is right. And the best technique is the one that you're actually going to be doing because you want to do it and you get it done. 100%. 100%. So this episode on intuition, Jonathan, what did you think about it now that we're on the other side of it? I feel like uh, I've just uh, <laughs> gone to another level. <laughs> I, I, I've... I think it was. Um, I think it was fascinating. I think it was. It was also um, really interesting for me to, for you to ask the questions back to me, and me yeah. answering from, from the work that I'm doing with this stuff. Um, more recently, I guess you could say, but also just tr- trusting in that, and that was that was really beautiful. Just to allow my intuition just to kind of answer answer that. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was really, really interesting to get it deeper into this and also for people listening in to do some stuff, even not even doing anything actually, even just listening in is enough to get something started with with this with this path and also... Oh, absolutely. Simply listening yeah. to this is going to, to create changes if yeah. you're open. If you're open. And uh, some of the things that you said were like, it's really really powerful <laughs> and, and 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 there wasn't much of like a like a whoa, like moment <laughs> and at the same time it's like that is that is there because this is like this is just like you said it's magic in a way right and we we, we tend to say mad like people say magic in a way of like um like what do you watch on like you know, in yeah, like a Harry Potter film or something. Yeah, and this is this is different in a way of like when you ex- when you have the experience of that in yourself and you can actually see something that you could never see before. When you can feel that in your body and you can kind of yeah, when you can literally see that same thing but changes incredibly and you just. Yeah, it's it, it is it is magic. It is pure. It is kind of so alive and so in your in connected with everything around you. Yeah, that it's hard to believe that that is always there. We're just not intuitively connected enough to see it. Everyone is always saying like, "How much do I meditate to achieve enlightenment, and how do I get there?" 
And I try to tell them that if enlightenment was something you could get, then you could also lose it again. So what you're looking for yeah. must be something which is always there. You just weren't looking at it. It must be there already. People talk about your true nature. How is it your true nature if you have to meditate for 30 years to suddenly achieve it? Because if you can achieve it, you lose it again. The way is never far from man. And Jesus said something beautiful. He said, heaven is in your midst. He didn't say heaven was far away. He said, it is here somewhere. Just hard to see. And I think it's so fascinating because when we started this episode, we were talking about, we wanted to talk about consciousness because we, we'd had done an episode earlier and we're going to review that because we weren't sure if we're really feeling it. But we were excited about consciousness. Uh, sorry, intuition. We talked about that before. Yeah. So we went with intuition for our second one. And of course, the sensible choices here, well, Torbjörn has a lot of experience with it. He's talked about, of course, he should do it. And I was sitting there and, and I could feel inside me that I am not the one who needs to talk about this. And I'm not the one who needs to explain it. It's not me. And, uh, and I didn't have any preconceived notion that I know more, whatever. No, my intuition told me that this is going to be Jonathan speaking. And, I, and as a side note, do you think my intuition is different from Jonathan's? Do you think it's something different speaking? Of course not. But before we started this, Jonathan, as we said, he expressed that he was he liked the idea, but he was scared. But look at it. Not only did he do, do an amazing job, but the answers weren't different from mine. They were worded different, but he said the same thing every time. I was sitting there, even though I know this, I was, I was taken aback by how the first answer, it was the exact same thing I was going to say, just a little different. This episode, it's proof of concept of what the intuition can do, because even though, even though Jonathan was scared and not sure, he actually gave answers that were, he answered the questions and he answered them much better than I could, because he was the perfect, he was the perfect sounding board for this message right here, right now. My intuition told me that, his intuition confirmed it, and so we did it. And here, I have been working on these things for decades, well, not decades, but for a decade longer than Jonathan, and yet he was the one to deliver the message here today. Because who knows why? The logic of the universe. So this was not only an episode about intuition, but it was a proof of concept as well. Proof of trust. Trust in intuition. And trust in each other. Trust. And we truly, and that's what that's one of the things that I like about what me and Jonathan are doing together here is that we 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 walk, we walk the talk. We don't walk the we talk the walk. We walk, we talk the walk, the walk, the walk. We show up and we keep we keep uh yeah. We're not perfect, but we we keep trying. Hundred percent. I've honestly actually loved this episode. This has been really something close to my heart. And I really, really love that we get to share this with you listening in. It's been... Um, I, I loved how this turned out. I am so... I am so psyched to be sharing this. Very special stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> You want to finish the wrap? Yeah, yeah. I would. Uh, I want to. I want to wrap it up and say that the intuition, as Jonathan's saying, it's always knocking on your door. It's not something you have to find. It's it's trying to find you, and actually, we've all learned to actively ignore it. So once you start listening to the intuition, once you start finding it, trust it. You have to trust it. And the more chances you take, the more you trust it early, the faster the process goes. You can, you can skip years of practice if you just trust it a little faster. First you find it, recognize it, and then you trust it. And Jonathan has trusted his so fast that his progress is just insane. I've never seen that before. And that's because he tested it and he trusted it. 
and acted upon it by yeah following the like the trust but also following what what that is coming to me and then yeah doing something with that yeah yeah exactly find it trust it and then act on it yeah that's what i that I, that's my my closing statement because you've got this gift and if you don't use it you would never know you'll never know you've been listening to the conscious caravan with jonathan and torben and if you are looking for help to live a more conscious life you can reach out to one of us for a free therapy session where we can help you get from where you are now to where you want to be